0: It's there you'll find connection and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So, what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hi there. Thank you so much for joining me today. I, as you're listening to this, if you're listening to it when it airs, I'm actually uh, sitting in Salt Lake City right now at a convention and away from my kids. And, um, as I'm preparing for that, I am just thinking about what the challenge is going to be. You know, I think sometimes, um, I think that I'm a more highly sensitive personality. And so when I'm thinking in process of this, like I'm really excited to be going where I am. But at the same time, my thoughts are going to, my kids are both very connected and attached to me. They're both also very sensitive. And so my mind goes to feeling what they're going to feel like when I'm not here, when I'm not here to put them to bed, when I'm not here at the end of the day and just being gone for, you know, it's only like... Well, it's three nights and two days in a morning, you know, so it's not super long, but I'm just kind of preparing my mind for that. Um, But today I wanted to talk with you about a topic that um, I think is a pretty common practice when we're trying to get our kids to listen. And I know it's taught quite a bit. It can be taught in therapy. It can be taught in school. Um, I know it was when I was a kid, you know, the three strikes and you're out sort of a rule. I really want to dive into that topic today because I think I have a little bit of a perspective shift for you if it's something that you're engaging in and it's not working. Now, I never want to change what you're doing if, if it's working for you. I just want to provide you with connection strategies and perspective shifts to make your parenting a little bit more connected because it's in the connection that our kids are going to, you know, come with respect. They're going to learn how to behave appropriately. They're going to learn to regulate. There's going to be more joy, more peace in your home. And so I just want to provide that to you. And again, take what you want and leave what you don't. But I have never talked about this, but last week as I was thinking about it, I don't even know where it came from, but just out of the blue, I was thinking about how often when kids are misbehaving, parents will want to count, you know, do the count to three sort of thing. So one is like, you're not doing what you're supposed to. And here's, here's your warning. And two is like, you're still not listening and you're getting closer to a consequence. And then three is like, you decided not to follow through. You're getting a consequence sort of a thing. And what I've really been thinking about is, as parents, we want, at least I want, I'm assuming you do too, we want obedience from our children, right? We want them to listen to what we say, usually right away, you know, especially if it's a dangerous situation, like don't run out in the parking lot or in the street, or you need to stay by me in the store. We want to them to learn to listen to our direction, the issue that I come across with the counting to three is that you are giving them all this time and space in between to not be obedient immediately. And I think one of the reasons for that is because it's hard to hold a limit. It's hard to um, know probably the result, right? To go in knowing that if you like go in and stop it immediately, you're going to get a response. And with that response, then comes an additional responsibility in us to be able to maintain our self-control and to help our child through that situation that might be difficult for us. And I think it's uncomfortable. And if we're in a store or we're around other people, maybe we're at a gathering and you know we want some extra time there to like, come on, just listen to me so we don't have to make this big scene. Um, and But I think that's doing a disservice. I think that's um, kind of in the moment it might feel right. But then, you know, in those times of like, I need you to listen to me right now, we've trained our kids, well, you don't have to listen right away. I'm just giving you a warning. And then I'm going to give you another warning. And then I'm going to give you a little more time. And if you still don't do it, then then there's the consequence, you know? And we don't have all that time if our kids starting to run out into the road or they're running away from us in a store. And sure, kids are going to be kids and that might happen here and there no matter what. But with this long drawn out count to three process, we're essentially teaching them, you don't have to obey right away because I'm giving you additional time. Like as long as you obey by the time I say three, there's no consequence. And so... I just really want to encourage you today that when your child is doing something and, you know, whatever you're choosing, it like you don't want them to do it or they can't do it or whatever it might be, hold the limit. Be strong. Understand that in order to have authority, we have to give it. We have to say, here is our authority. Here is the limit and you may not cross it. And I'm, I'm telling you it and I'm expecting obedience. And prepare yourself to listen to what happens next because it might not be pretty. <laughs> you know, it might not. But our goal, hopefully your goal, I know my goal, is to train my child and focus on their heart, not to immediately change the behavior. Obviously, that's also a part of the goal is to adjust their behavior. But do you want... um do you want consistent and a deep knowing, a deep change in that behavior? Then that starts in the heart. And we need to be focusing on that versus worried that our kids are going to cry at the birthday party or I'm going to have to carry them away kicking and screaming and everybody's going to stare at me. And really focus on what is your goal and if your goal is to get your child to listen to what you say, because it is a safety concern, but also because you know what's best for them, right? You were given them on purpose and you're in charge. And so I think we just need to really remind ourselves of that and hold ourselves to that. And it's okay for our kids to have feelings. I think that's another hard part about it is that it can be really hard to manage our own feelings and to take on all of the feelings that come with that. But that's where our kids are going to learn to regulate. So, and our kids are going to learn, you mean what you say, eventually. (laughs) Now that doesn't mean they're going to do it the second time, you know, it might take a little bit. Um, And an example of this is that, you know, my youngest is two and a half and he likes to, just shove things off tables like if there's a puzzle and he just has this impulse to break it and throw it around the room you know or just whatever it might be throw stuff like trash the place basically and the first few times I had to sit there with him on the floor and say we aren't going to go do anything until we clean this up like you need to pick up these pieces and either put them on the table or give them to me and the first few times, you know what? It wasn't the most fun. But eventually he learned that I meant what I said. I wasn't saying, you know, you know, chasing him around like, you you know, if you don't come over here in three seconds or whatever, that whole process, it was, oh, you threw that? We need to clean it up or you need to clean it up and I'm going to hold you to that boundary and I'm okay that you don't like it because I am teaching you and training you for adulthood and now like last night at the wedding he threw a water bottle which he was drinking out of so it wasn't fully closed it was just a plastic one i don't even know how it came about but you know there were other kids involved and it there was a little bit of water in there so it spilled on the floor and i gave him a napkin and all i did was walk him over point to the spot, and he cleaned it up. And then he threw the napkin, again, took his hand, walked him, pointed to it, and he picked it up. And had I not been practicing that in that situation, he probably would have had a meltdown. And then I would have had to sit through it there and been like, nope, we need to clean that up. Or I would have had to compromise what I am trying to train him to do in order to not draw a scene, right? So, The benefits to doing things and holding the limit immediately are going to have a ripple effect into all other environments, but it's going to start with holding that limit and saying, oh, we need to do this and this is your job and I'm going to help you follow direction. I'm not going to give you all this time to continue probably to disobey until you know that there's going to be a consequence if you don't. It's almost like, you know, if you're if you're sinning and you know it's a sin, but you're just going to keep doing it until you know like the line is here and I can't cross it. Like you're still spending all this time sinning, right? And you know it's wrong, but as you're thinking, well, if I don't cross this line, then it's okay. You know, so I just want you, I want you to think about that a little bit if you're using that method. And if you feel like it's working for you and your kids listen in serious situations, then by all means you, you do what you feel is best. Um, because we're all called differently, right? But I just wanted to share a different perspective because I know it is a really common practice. And I know for me, I want my children to obey my authority immediately because sometimes it is a safety concern, but also because children are called to listen to their parents. And so we have to help them with it, right? Like they're not just going to be like, oh, the Bible says I must obey, so I'm going to. <laughs> I don't know if that works in your house, but it doesn't work here. (laughs) We have to have this process of training them. And I also like to think about, you know, when God calls us to something, we could say no, we could delay it, and then we might miss out on something. And so, you know, deep down, that's another thing that I'm training my children for is that when they hear God calling them to something, I want them to immediately say yes, because, that plan is so much better for them than whatever they think that they're going to do, you know? And if I'm not training them up to be immediately obedient, how will they learn it? So I hope it's encouraging in case you've been wondering, in case you're struggling with accounting to three, in case you're just like, I don't really know what to do about the behaviors. I don't know how to get them to go away, but I also feel overwhelmed by the feelings that come. I know it's hard, But you can do it, and if you're really struggling, then reach out to me. I would love to um, talk with you, have a discovery call with the behavioral blueprint that I do with families, creating and teaching you and taking you step-by-step through what it will look like for your family, specifically your situation, the behaviors that are happening and guide you in how to implement these connection strategies so that they're working for you in the way that you need them to, so that you can feel good about the parenting that you're doing, so that you can feel peace in your home again, so that you can just have more joy together. Like, I just, I feel like we're in this season or this, I don't know, this place in our world where children have become such a burden and it is not meant to be that way. Everywhere in the Bible, children are brought up. It says they're a blessing. Nowhere does it say that they're a burden to us. Yet somehow we've come to that conclusion as a society. And I think it's because it's hard. You know, parenting is really hard. Holding limits is really hard. Feelings and big emotions and disobedience and disrespect are really hard, but there's solutions. There's transformation. And I have walked that path, that very hard, treacherous path. And I want to help you along that journey too. So if that's something that you are curious about, or you want to chat through and see if that's a good fit for you, I would love for you to go into the show notes and click on the link and send me a message and we can, we can chat through that. I hope that you can take this information in and process it and just um, maybe adapt it to your situation and again, take the parts that you feel like um, you're being convicted in or you're being led to and leave the parts that don't. I will talk to you next week. Real quick, before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and tag me, at Josiah, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I'd love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.